What is up, CritterCast family? It's Karina coming to you from December 2019, giving you a heads up that we are about to travel back in time to December 2018. This time last year, we released episode 24, all about reindeer, and it didn't get a lot of love then. So because Cassie and I are in separate states celebrating the holidays with our family, and we did want to still cover a a holiday, you know, celebratory animal, we decided to go ahead and re-release this episode with a couple of extra goodies and some edits. We have gone ahead and taken out some of the irrelevant stuff that's shortened the episode a little bit. Um, So we went ahead and edited a special holiday version of our theme song so we hope you enjoy that Uh, we also edited this episode to get rid of any adult content that might not be family friendly so this episode is now great for the whole family to tune into we hope everyone is enjoying their holidays and we'll see you for our next regular episode which will feature discussions of a brand new critter hey Karina yes ask me what the weather is like what's the weather like it's rain dear it's not, though. But it's not raining. It is. It's totally, it was sprinkling. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so uh, that's the big That's the big surprise, folks. Today, episode 24, we will be discussing reindeer in yeah. all of their glory. And I will say right now, I know that there's a person out there listening who says, but that is an imaginary creature. And you are wrong, folks. Reindeer yes. are very real creatures. Yes. Can they fly? We will find out. On this Critter Cast episode, we'll feature reindeer. Might not be magic, but please don't shed a tear. Because, as you know, we still love all animals so. Rudolph the furry reindeer might not have a shiny nose. It's brown, not red. But he has giant antlers. And did you know they always grow? That's for fighting. All of the other reindeer facts They're fun. are very interesting and great. We're gonna talk about them. So tune in for episode 48. So reindeer. Yes. They're real. Yes. Yeah. They are real creatures. Yes. Real critters. Yep. And they are. They're also called caribou. Yes. So if you're, um, they're, they're found in the northern regions of North America, Europe, Asia, and Greenland. In North America, we tend to refer to them as caribou. Yeah. But in Europe, they tend to be referred to as reindeer, although they do have many other names. We'll, we'll talk about that too. But yes, caribou, reindeer. Yeah. Yay. It's funny because like the cartoon versions of right. reindeer are like deer with antlers. Yes. That's like, not what they are. But and they're and it's funny cuz even like the male, even the buck reindeer in right. cartoons are like so dainty and yeah. pointy and gentle and you're like even just plain old deer, bucks, right. they're big honking animals. Yes. And caribou are like they're more horse-like big. than deer-like right. in their structure right. and how they look. If you don't know what they look like, Google right now, caribou, mm-hmm. reindeer, very cute. They yep. are very cute. They're beautiful. But they're like, they're larger, rounder creatures. Yeah. But in the Santa Claus movies with Tim, Tim Allen, yeah. they do a pretty good job. Like, that's a caribou. Yes. You're good. Although, some interesting things that we'll talk about in a little bit more detail later is that most of the reindeer that you see in movies, even the live Reindeer mm-hmm. are not the type of reindeer that would actually be pulling Santa's sleigh. 
Well, I mean, accurate. None of them would be because none of them are magical. Shh. <laughs> Lies. So reindeer, the scientific name is Ranger Tarandus. That doesn't sound Latin. Rangifer. <laughs> Rangifer Ter... Ter... Nanda. I don't know. I think I get worse of this every week. <laughs> Some of them are easier than others. Look, they're herbivores. Okay. Okay. Great. They Herbivores for the win. <laughs> they have many, 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 many different subspecies. Okay. So some of the information that we're going to talk about today is going to have a bit of a wide range because it's ac- accounting for all of the subspecies. Okay. But when you say many, though, we're not yeah. talking about, like, thousands. No, but, like... Like dozens? Yeah, even maybe 100 or 150. Fair. around there. Fair. Um... So their their height, they can vary from four to five to five and a half feet at the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hands. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. And weight-wise, depending on the type of subspecies that they are, and if they're male or female, they can be 240 to 700 pounds. Because we're back in the mammal world yep. where males are larger. Yes. Generally. But not necessarily. And that's kind of a wonky thing about reindeer. Interesting. Is that... You're, yeah, generally the males are larger. Right. But they can vary so much even within a particular subspecies and within a, a herd that if you're looking at kind of an average size one, you can't necessarily know if it's a smaller male or a larger female. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for, for the extremities, you can usually tell like the really small ones are probably going to be female. Yeah. The really big ones are probably going to be male. But, but like most of the ones average the ones are going to be. just hang there. Yep. Well. Yep. Isn't that confusing? It's super confusing. That lines up though with the mythology because like when you think about it, you're not, there's, there's nine reindeer on the line, right? Right. Eight, eight pairs and then a leader. Yeah. And they are all the same size. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. They're just going middle of the line. Yes. There. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Historically, the European and Asian reindeer and the American caribou were considered to be different species, but they're actually the same. But sub, they're subspecies. Mm, they're the same. Oh, those ones are the same. Yeah. Okay. Well, so there's two major groups of reindeer. There's the tundra and then the woodland reindeer, and then they're divided according to type of region that the animal lives in. Right. Not their global location, but like the yeah, their the habitat environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're further they divided specifically to that. Yes. They're further divided into subspecies. Oh, okay. Fewer subspecies than I thought. Nine to 13 subspecies. Okay. At least one subspecies is already extinct. So that's pretty shitty. That's mm. the Arctic reindeer. Sorry. Sorry, friends. Um, but put a pin in this, this fact right here because it's possible that the reindeer caribou being the same species thing might become a little bit more complicated. As current research evolves, mm. there's there's a group that's working on that. We have a better understanding of yep. complex genetics, and we're not just putting people or not people putting animals into arbitrary boxes. Boxes, you know. Again, our same our same old our understanding now nemesis. as of <laughs> December sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. Yes, is that they are the same species yeah. broken down into nine to thirteen subspecies. Yes, exactly. There you go. But that may change. (laughs) As with everything we report on this. Right. There's literally research being done every day about all kinds of things. So everything can change. Right. Don't get too settled in your facts, folks. That's right. 
facts are just the information that we think we know right now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> sometimes oh, we're gonna give our listeners. Sometimes you have true crises. facts, and sometimes you have facts that are not true facts, oh. <laughs> and then those facts are fake news. No. <laughs> You know, for all of our non-U.S. listeners, because we have quite a few of them at this we point. We do, yeah. Thank you. Welcome. Hi, we love you. I don't think you understand our pain, though, when we say I fake think, news. I think they know. They can't possibly understand Maybe, Maybe not the depth of our pain and agony. <laughs> oh, God. Especially with all of the daily... Okay, we're not going to get into it. This is not a political podcast. Uh, if you Tell wanna... me about the reindeer. Yeah, Tell let's me do that. About Santa's so, magical companion. The name reindeer is a Norse word that comes from uh, the old Norse word. That is literally not a word. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how Let I me pronounce see it. it. Let me see it. Yeah, I feel like that would just be like crane. Crane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which meant deer. And it okay. has nothing to do with the reins of a sled. The name caribou, on the other hand, comes from the French and from the Mi'kmaq Qualipu. Wow. It's, yes. Really slaughtering things I know. today. I, I'm sorry. Folks. It's funny. I never thought of reindeer as being called reindeer because of the reins. Yeah, me neither. It's not even... Do, do some people think that? I don't know. Do you think that, listeners? Tell us. I don't think so. Okay. I just like they are reindeer. Yeah, because it's raining. No. Oh, That's what? not how it's spelled. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the word qualipu means snow shoveler, which I think is the most accurate one. Because okay. yeah, because I mean, yeah. they gotta they gotta move the snow to get down to their food. Exactly. Yes. So I did a lot of research into the different sort of biological adaptations, and then the behavior and habits that they have mm-hmm. in order to survive in mm-hmm. pretty vastly extreme yeah. conditions right. but also changing conditions too right. because they 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 do migrate and they live in places where either it's freaking frozen and cold and yeah. yikes or it's really pretty mild yeah cuz like tundras and forests yeah can range drastically yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's the whole point is they they do experience seasons yep so then these critters also experience seasons and have to know how to adapt. Exactly. It's like our friends, the snowshoe hares. Yes. Got to yeah. know how to adapt. Yeah, it's all about the adaptation. So we'll be talking about that a lot, but I wanted to give you just some background into what are reindeer lives like when they're not stuck in the North Pole with some little white fat guy in a <laughs> red coat. Oh, we're going weird into Santa Land again. Yeah. We went weird into Santa Land last Sorry. time, too. Yikes. <laughs> Not last time, but the time before. No, it was last time, I oh, think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Weird. Yeah. No, we did <clears throat> bees last time. Told you. Oh, that's right. Bees. Yes. Oh, I love bees. No, Weird Santa Land was episode 22. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Okay, so <laughs> so let's talk about how do reindeer get made? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird way to say it. You're talking about reindeer mating and yeah. like breeding? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So they have seasons, including um, the... Seasonal breeders, like yep. cats or dogs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dogs aren't yeah, really not seasonal really. breeders. But they do kind of go into heat like cats do, yeah. although for them it's called rut. Okay. Rut lasts 11 days. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It is exactly 11 like days. from the hour. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Um, and in describing the woodland caribou, 
um, the species. Anyway, a very reliable source wrote during the. It's the S A R A. I just don't remember what the acronym stands for at this particular moment. Okay. They write that the the during the rut, the males engage in frequent and furious sparring battles with their antlers, mm-hmm. and so as a result, mostly the males who do the mating are the largest. Right. Males with the biggest antlers. Right. Don't be too worried, though. Most of them don't get seriously hurt because they are able to look at other reindeer and their antlers and judge who they could actually take on. Yeah. So most of them... And even when they lose, it's not like a fight to the death. Right. It's, it's just more, a fight to when you're too posturing. tired to keep going. Yeah, exactly. It's like, nah, okay, fine, cool. I don't really... Yeah. I have lost this. It's okay. They're smarter than humans. Yeah. They can <laughs> they can recognize when they've been beat. Yeah, yeah. But the males, the, the females and the calves do ha- live in mostly communal, like, herd family groups. Yeah. But the males tend to be much more solitary. Right. So... They're like, I'm going to wander this, this snowy tundra by myself. By myself. With my emo hair and my Panic at the Disco music. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you put these filters on these critters? I don't understand. Because it amuses me. <laughs> you could say it emoses you. Ah, I could if I were as funny as you. Oh, no. <laughs> so a successful male may mate with 15 to 20 females during rest. For 11 days. Yeah. 15 to 20. Right. Uh, the female reindeer then have a gestation period of about 7.5 months and give birth usually to only one youth at a time, although records uh, do exist showing up to four wow. uh, calves being born at once, so right? kind of like humans, where one is yeah. the norm, but they are capable of having multiples. multiples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like horrendous. Please, mostly just have one. Yeah. Goodness. It has to have been like there was one out there that like yeah. had four. Yeah. Because, like, even yeah. in humans, multiples of twins more common, but, right. like, anything more than twins is only more common due to us messing around and doing extra things. Yeah. In, yeah. You know, in an effort. It's possible to have natural oh, sure. triplets or quadruplets. It's just not the it's, norm. Right. Yeah. And, like, I'm so sorry to those women out there who are just trying to have a baby and they end up with four. That's insane. But I'm sure they're all lovely. No, I don't. I'm not sure. If you have four kids, one of them's bound to be a screw-up. You just know it. <laughs> Wait, how many brothers and sisters do you have? <laughs> Which is not like we all came out at the same time. Like, statistically, it's better because we're all singles, you know? But, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. There's five of us, so. So, okay. Ooh. Dicey. <laughs> the calves are then born in May or June. Okay. Newborns can follow the mother within an hour of birth, and they start to graze after about 45 days, but continue to breastfeed. Nurse, yeah, right. nurse. That's mm-hmm. such a breastfeed. I mean, right? It's, it's nursing. It's nursing. Yeah, breastfeeding yeah. is an odd term. Yes. They, um, they're pretty capable pretty quickly, because they yeah. have to be, right? Yeah. So they're fully weaned within about six months, Yep. and they start growing their first set of antlers at by their second birthday. Okay, and we uh, is this on your list for later, or do we need to address this now, like male and female animals? It's on the list. Okay, yeah, definitely. And then the reindeers become fully mature at four to six years old, and they tend to live in the wild. Okay, so they're, like, average life expectancy. No, that's not it. Because here's the thing. Up to half 
of the calves that are born mm-hmm. each season will likely die. So they have a high infant mortality. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the ones that live tend to live in the wild for 15 to 18 years. Okay. And then if they're living in a more protected area, if they're in a herd that's being... Um, that's on like a nature reserve or... Right, or that's being like farmed. What's the word for that? People have their... They have a herd that they care for. Like a domesticated herd? Yeah. Like they're not... Obviously they're not yeah. as a species, a domesticated species. But in some areas, yes. Oh. Yeah. Some of the subspecies mm-hmm. maybe are domesticated. Yep, exactly. Because it's like as a whole over thing. Like obviously we own a lot of exotic animals and these are captive yeah. animals, but they're this not This is kind exotic. of like when we talked about the water buffalo. Yes. Where yes. like... Some here for us, if we were to think about have just having our own semi domesticated water buffalo, it would be a very right odd thought for most Americans, right? But it's yeah. very much normal. It's in just other a places. it's just a timing thing where it, a species can be considered domesticated if they've been yeah. raised by humans for in, in enough generations, and they have. Okay, some some humans um, have been. What's the term that I'm looking for? Raising, rearing, yeah, cultivating herds for like three thousand years of reindeer. Mm. So yeah, fun. Yep, and I mean, like you know that they they exist, right? That's and they're not. they're a a pretty, um, you know, pretty not gentle per docile. se, but pretty docile. Yeah, right. they're not aggressive, right? Animals in nature, right? Right, and they not aggressive to humans, mm-mm. and they're to other big males, large mammals rut. that can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're large mammals that can carry, you know, weight. Yeah. They can, um, they can be farmed for farmed again. I'm not finding the word I want. Um, they can be. It's raised is the word you're looking no, for. No, there's a different word I'm looking for, but it's not coming to me. Okay. It's too early and I haven't finished all my coffee. Wait, hang on. You raise farm animals. Yeah, but if you have a herd of them, you do something with that herd. I don't know, dude. I'm just not, I'm blanking. I'm you sorry. raise them. I'm okay, like, fine. So that you can raise them for, uh, for their meat, which is really good. And also, their milk is incredibly. High in nutrition. So some in some places. I'm, I'm fixing Are you finding you. the right word for me? Livestock are domesticated animals raised in an agricultural setting. Uh-huh. Let's see. <laughs> Maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe it's one of those things where in a different language there would be a word for it. Maybe. Yeah. It just seems to be bothering you so it's much. It's bothering like me a lot. To- I feel like I have to solve the, solve it, but I really think that, like, because, I mean, are you thinking about the, the word livestock? Is that? No, it's a different, nah, it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. I can get over it. It's can okay. you? No, but it's okay. I will. I will get over it. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, so their, their meat is really tasty. Uh, very nutritional. Their milk is very nutritional, so they're they can be huge right. benefits to the um, communities that do farm them. They can be raised like cattle, yes. essentially. Yeah, we just just not. It just doesn't match up with our culture right. here in the United States. Well, and we did actually used to have that type of slightly more domesticated uh, reindeer, well, caribou here yeah. in the U.S. But those particular species have basically been 
made extinct or um, or they no longer come as far south as they used to. Mm-hmm. We do have records of them being in like New Mexico. Wow. Right? Yeah. But they no longer come that far south. Um, and so they're not really a part of our everyday right. lives. Right. Yeah. Which is why so Also, many we have people, cattle. Which is why so many people seem to think that they don't exist. Right. <laughs> it's such an right. odd thing. Well, because if you say caribou, people are like, yeah, Oh, caribou. yeah, caribou. And they just don't, like, when you say reindeer, they're like, what? Oh, reindeer. You're yes. like, it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the same. They do exist. It's the same thing. He does exist. It does exist. He do does exist. exist. <laughs> Eminem, shout out. <laughs> Best holiday commercial. So true. Such an odd commercial. Yeah, cannibal, Emin, human, I don't know. No, the M&Ms aren't cannibals, but the humans the still humans do eat the M&Ms eat even the though they're weird little M&Ms. people. Yeah. That seems pretty accurate to humans, though. I know. So, yeah. We, we are literally talking about raising animals for Maybe meat. what we should do is start a M&M rescue. <laughs> what would we do with all the M&Ms that we didn't eat? We would eat them. What? Just quietly. <laughs> we wouldn't tell anyone that we did. We'd be like, yes, I'm rehoming this, this M&M. Is, this is a very off-topic podcast okay. episode. I'm sorry. That's my fault. It's it's fine. It's just we're never going to get through your several pages of facts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna trim down because not all of them are as vital as okay. the rest of them. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So they, they can live 15 to 18 years, um, up to 20 if they're in a more protected area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do seem to have um, cycles in their uh, population, population trends that uh, vary every like 40 to 60 years. Okay. So, and that, you know, that makes sense with predation and um, climate change trends too. So, yep. yeah, yeah, pretty cool. What do they eat? Well, they're herbivores. You they said are. that earlier. Yes, but they are so. also... Opportunistic carnivores. Well, that that's cheating then, because then yeah. they're not herbivores. Right. Then they're really just omnivores who lean heavily on the veggies. Yes. That's basically it. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Don't be dumb. <laughs> so in the summer months, they'll or eat... Or like herbivores and insectivores, maybe? No. No? Okay. No. Well, you know. In the summer months, they'll mostly eat sedges, grasses, herbs, ferns, mosses, whatever they can Should find on the tundra. and then pause because you realize that the word isn't sedges. No, it's spelled sedges. What? Sedges. What's a sedge? Hang on, I'm looking it up. Are we sure it's not like a sagebrush? It's sedge? Sedge. Is that a word? It's a word. It's a plant. It's a type of plant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Looks like a sagebrush Grasses, to me. Grasses, <laughs> rushes. Um, true sedges are the genus Carex. Interesting. Funky. Huh. Wind pollinated. Nice. Nutgrass. They don't need the bees. Nut sedge. Eliocaris. Oh, pretty ones. Okay, yeah. So. Funky. Basically, I tried to call you out and I was wrong. Ha ha ha. I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's worse than being told you're wrong. I'll pretend that you were right. Yes, sage. <laughs> no, they eat sage. Stop. <laughs> um, but then. Whoa, I accidentally went way far down in my notes. Okay, but like I said, they occasionally in the winter months, they do have methods to be able to get down to the buried food underneath right. the snow. Like shovel nosing. Mm-hmm, shovel nosing, and then their their hooves, and we'll talk about this more, but they can dig really well with their hooves. Yeah. Um, but sometimes 
if they can't find their preferred food, they have been known to eat lemmings, bird's eggs, and arctic char, which is a type of fish. Interesting. Yeah. Lemmings. I... Poor lemmings. What, an, what a weird thing to eat. Wait, are lemmings real or are they imaginary? <laughs> well, I feel you know, like I hear a lot about imaginary lemmings, but I don't ever see them. Well, I Because they're all there dead. Was, right. Like, wasn't there a whole thing about how they're, like, basically extinct, but not really? Well, I don't know. Let's do a lemmings episode. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, in the winter months, usually they feed on lichens and fungi, which they can gain access to by sweeping snow and ice away with their antlers and or hooves. Mm-hmm. And they do, they have this really unique adaptation that means that they have an enzyme called lichenase, 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 yeah, which enables them to break down the tough lichens to release glucose. Yeah, enzymes always end in ASC. Ace, like an ace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have several predators, despite being quite large and having those daunting antlers. Naturally, one of the predators is wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the calving season, the calves are heavily subjected to predation. Like any, any, I mean, anything duh. that's big enough. Yeah, absolutely. Be coming at them because they're babies. Right. So and it's easy. Their major predator. Yeah. Golden eagles. Oh. Right? Which are, makes sense when you think about it. But, like, but that's... Seems that's odd, ballsy right? That's still. Yeah. Like, golden eagles are big, but they're yes. not giant. Right. They're not these giant griffin creatures. Right. And, like, I'd imagine that baby caribou are still... Still pretty. Pretty large. Yeah. They're just not... They're just not able to defend themselves. Nope. So if you can... If you can get them just far enough away yeah. that their parents go, well, lost cause. Yeah. Then you. Well, and apparently there's um, there's quite a divide in the successful like rearing of the the reindeer babies, depending on if the mother has big antlers or has lost her antlers. Mm. So it's pretty valuable for the mothers to have antlers year round. Right. And if they do lose their antlers, they tend to grow them back very quickly, which is right. an adaptation that keeps them right. able to protect their babies right. more. Because <laughs> cause prey animals aren't going to be as, you know, they're, they're, right. while they are very capable hunters, right. they are also intelligent and they're not all about making life harder for themselves. No. They're not going to go after the well-protected no. babies with the big moms. Right. They're going to go after the moms that are, like, a little too drunk and not really watching their kids. (laughs) You know? That's right. Those moms that are just, like, too busy in mommy circle to, like, even be keeping an eye on the Or they're like, hang on, I'm playing Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) And the calf is like, uh, mommy, uh, birdie, uh, Such a pretty bird. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's sad, though. (laughs) But also, circle of life, friends. Yes. Yeah. You have to embrace that on CritterCast. You do. Because we're talking about the predators and the prey right. and in, enjoying them all, we just have to understand that, that this is how life works. Yep. Interestingly, uh, the body of a caribou has occasionally been found in some types of whales, including like a killer whale, which they think is the result of one of those instances of like a a caribou being way too close to the shore mm, mm-hmm. and a very opportunistic right. whale or Try, shark is they're like, trying mm, to get some delicious. Fish. They're like, yum. Yeah. They just go out onto the frozen yeah. water yes. and they're like, yeah, this is still solid. Yes. And a killer whale's like, delicious. No, Come not. here. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's water. It's and water. I'm here and I'm bursting through the ice to yep. get you. And that was a very tasty, but kind of 
get stuck Ga- in my gamey. teeth. It was a little gamey. Yeah. It tastes like chicken. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so they do live in family herds. They're very social creatures, especially like we said, the the females and mm-hmm. the calves. They feed, travel, and rest in their herds. Mm-hmm. The herds can include like ten animals okay. to a few hundred. And yeah. in the spring, the small herds can merge together to form super herds. Got it. That can be up to 500,000 members. You mean like the herd in Polar Express? Yes. Yes, 100%. Exactly. Big ol' herd. That's right. Yep. And they, they're migratory animals, so as summer approaches, caribou herds head north in one of the world's greatest large animal migrations. Nice. And they can travel a lot. Yeah. They can cover And it's cover not like they're running either. They're of, just like... Right? Casually loping. They make Crazy. they make some good good space. Cover they ground. Cover over a thousand miles. Which makes sense that when they then mm-hmm. take to the skies, they can get around the world in one night. It does. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at the end of their journey, they spend the summer feeding on the abundant grasses and plants of the tundra. And they can eat up to 12 pounds of food each day, which helps them prepare for the winter, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, so pretty cool. Bulked up. Yeah. On that insulation. That's right. So let's talk about some of their uh, adaptations. Okay. Okay. So they have large hooves that are really useful tools. So they're big enough to support the animal's bulk on the snow. Right. They're used to paddle really efficiently through water. Uh So yeah, they can swim really well. I mean, many, many animals can that we don't think can. Right. Like that it's not the first thing that occurs to you. Like sloths. We talked about sloths being able to. Crazy. Crazy cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the neat thing about their ho- hooves is that, so they're kind of rounded uh-huh. so that they can act really well as a shovel, but during the summer months, they're softer and kind of expanded more. Okay. And then in the winter, they kind of sh- take that shovel shape on a little bit more too. Mm. But that also helps them walk across the top of the snow. Right. So their feet actually change shape. Yeah. Because I think people, I, I don't think that anybody that's never been around hooved animals understands that, like, they grow and change. Yeah, Because right. I think people just think of them as, like, yeah, they have hooves. Yeah. But, like, they need trimming down. They need, like, filing. They, they, they're growing right. things. Right, right. Just yeah. like our nails. Yeah. They're not exactly like our nails. No, but they but can. Like, they they can, change yes. shape. They grow. It, it's not, like, a right. static. And by eating different things, you're going to affect, right. like, the composition of, yeah. They might be softer, too. Yeah. Because that's part of how they eat seasonally. It's right. probably unconsciously part of that. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty cool, I think. Um, so then that means that they can use those as a scoop, and they can dig in the snow to search for food. And the sharp edges will give the animals really good purchase on rocks and ice. Mm-hmm. Antlers. Yes. Yeah. So males and females have antlers. Absolutely. But is there a size difference? Um, not too much of a size difference okay. necessarily, but not all females have them. Okay. And um, the females are the only ones who keep them for the whole year. What? Yeah. Isn't that what? interesting? So, so we're not talking about like horns that grow and then they just are there and if they break, like too bad for you. No, 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 no. Antlers Mm-mm. are different. Yes. Okay. Yeah, antlers are usually shed once a year, and then they regrow in the next season. Wild. Mm-hmm. And can they regrow to be, like, smaller than they were before or bigger than they were before? Yeah, depending on how how oh. much, like, So it may be, your, and, you, you know, you may be lucky if yeah. you ate well and bulked up right. for your, your summer bod. That's right. Wow. Yep. 
Yep. Well, and they're kind of made out of, like, not quite cartilage, but yeah. something similar. Yeah. So, um, or, like, similar to what our, like, nails or our teeth are made out of. Yeah. So they can, yes, they yes. can be shed Keratin. and then they can, that's right, that was the word I was looking for. Thank Keratin. you. Um, and then they can come back and the males tend to lose theirs in November. Okay. But since the females keep them year-round, what does that mean about reindeer that we see having them in December, say on December 24th. They're all females? They're all females. That's impossible. No. Nope. But actually, it's not impossible. Makes a lot of think sense, of their doesn't names. it? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those names people have turned into very yep. masculine names. Yep. However, no. they're really not. Nope. And it's a big deal if you watch the actual original Rudolph the yep. Nose Reindeer cartoon, it's a big deal that he doesn't really have big antlers. Yes. And that was fair yes. because he didn't because he had also, lost his antlers. he was antlers. born with a red light-up nose, which is odd. I have something about that, too. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So let's go, let's go back a little bit to the herded. That was the word I was looking for. Herded. That's not... Reindeer have been con- herded for centuries by several Arctic and subarctic peoples. That's not... Yeah, that's definitely not like a thing that people use when they're talking about other herd animals. I'm, I'm, I've never heard anybody say, I I'm herding herding the cows. You herd, that's you a herd verb them. as in like you, if you corral are them. herding them now, you have herded them in the past. No, they don't say that at all. It doesn't mean like raising them. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's definitely not how it's used. <laughs> I will reach out to all my agricultural friends Ag for folks, verification. Help. <laughs> they are all over the place here. And they will they will definitely say that they've never help used us. The, the, the verb herding to describe what they do in raising their agricultural animals. Help us describe it better. Help us invent a better new word. <laughs> okay. So some other adaptations. Their fur can trap air. Mm-hmm. So that means that it provides them with excellent insulation, but it also keeps them buoyant in water. So they can, like we talked about, be great swimmers, which is really vital since in their migrations, they often have to travel across massive rivers and lakes. Right. Their noses are especially designed to warm the air before it gets to their lungs. Interesting. So they have what's called nasoturbinal bones in the nose. And y'all, I had to look this up because I was really interested, but also the picture is amazing. I'm going to show it to Karina right now, and I'm going to post it to our Instagram and to our Facebook page because you all need to see this. It's really, really interesting. I think it's just... It looks like artwork. It's so beautiful. Okay, are you ready for this? Yes. Think about what you would imagine a reindeer skull will look I'm like. I'm not thinking about that. Just show me. That's not artwork. That's disgusting. It's not. It's so beautiful. No, it's not. They really. have like really delicate carved bones in their nose and it's beautiful. It's a big gaping hole with swirlies in it. Exactly. That's and it's gorgeous. terrifying. Big gaping holes are terrifying. No. Yes. Also, this one needed better teeth. I think it's broken. I think so, too. Yeah, I think the jaw Poor is baby. split. Mm. Poor friend. But it's it's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> just understand, listeners, that they're, <laughs> that's definitely subjective, and you may not agree. It kind of looks like if you've ever seen um, like paper curling... 
or scrolling, that's the delicate turning, but it's just so amazing. So what it does is it, um, those curled thin bones in the nose support thin tissues that are richly supplied with blood vessels to warm icy air when breathed in before it reaches the lungs. Nice. That incoming cold and therefore really dry air is also moistened before it reaches the lungs so that they don't lose moisture. Nice. Right? But also, I'd be so sad if I could never take like a deep breath of frigid icy air. Yeah, that's Sometimes true. it's Sometimes really Sometimes it's common. really, yeah. But I think it would get old if you had to do that all, all the time. time. Yeah. So I get it. Yes, yep. And so some theories say that uh, that overabundance of um, veins in the nose yeah. might be part of what made Rudolph's nose so red. There's theories out there yes. for an imaginary reindeer with a magical light-up nose yeah. and the power to fly? Yeah. With a mythical white man that doesn't exist? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's weirder theories out there, but I just feel like that's a stretch. Listeners, tell us your theory. It's really a stretch because, like, they don't even have noses like the noses of those drawings. No, they don't. Like, it's more like a horse nose. It, it you know what? They were taking artistic license. That's so wild, though. Now, like, deer don't have those noses either. So no. where did that come from? Because now I'm picturing all of the, like, even not the big round yeah. red nose, but all of the deer nose have, like, these little black noses. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's not what reindeer noses look like. It's not what horse noses look like. It's not no. what doe noses look like. No. Where did that even come from? Artistic license. So dumb. <laughs> that's really frustrating me now. I'm Every sorry. time I watch Rudolph, I'm going to be like... Wrong. How? Wrong. Where did we Wrong. come up with this? It doesn't even look like a regular deer. So odd. So odd. We should do an anatom anatomically correct uh, Rudolph adaptation. Yeah. It would be amazing. I mean, look at them. They don't even have black noses. No. They're white. Yeah. So cute. Though. They're really cute. So cute. Right? Aw. I Just love so them. So precious. Yeah, look at those And you animals, could pet man. them. They're freaking wild. Ugh, they're beautiful. That's a very intense pair. Yeah, it is. Hello. This is so cute. So another adaptation that they have that's really helpful for them is a heat exchange. So they have those long, thin legs, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think that those legs could really easily get cold. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry to derail this one more time when we're running See, out of wait, time. Wait, no, go back up. That, that one, right there. That's it. This one? Yeah. That's the real red nose. The scientific reason for why. That's what I was talking about. The no, theory. I'm 100% sure it's this. Oh, that's it? With a clown nose? It's just like a red... <laughs> it's really <on> cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, whew, that heat exchange. So those long, thin legs actually really help them to preserve heat because... Their, their veins are set up in such a way that blood moving into the legs is cooled by blood returning to the body in a counter-current heat exchange. It's a highly efficient means of minimizing heat loss through the skin's surface. Mm -hmm. So in this exchange, in cold weather, blood vessels are closely knotted and intertwined with arteries to the skin and appendages that carry warm blood, with veins returning to the body that carry cold blood causing the warm arterial blood to exchange heat with the cold venous blood. So that way, even though their legs are kept cool, that maintains their core body temperature. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So it keeps them from um, losing heat. The heat is recycled instead of being dissipated. Mm -hmm. 
It's just a little too complex for me. It's pretty complex. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's pretty science. Just kind of flies right. Anyway, just know over that there. their veins and arteries and blood works in a way to keep them as warm as possible. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, hooves we already talked about. So now let's talk about a pretty recent discovery. Okay. They're the only mammal that can see in ultraviolet light. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Cool. So their their vision extends beyond the normal visible part of the spectrum into ultraviolet. Snow and ice are very UV reflective, while urine, predators, and lichens all strongly absorb UFV light. So they show up really, really clearly in contrast against a bright snow ice background. Wow. And that, like if they see dark urine, that might indicate the presence of predators or potential mates. Um, predators such as wolves will show up very strongly as dark silhouettes despite their camouflage fur. Mm-hmm. Lichen is going to show up really easily, and that's a major food source. So right. it's really like helpful for them. if they see them. just like a little bit of it peeking through the snow, yep. they could be like, ah, more. Yes. Nice. Super cool, huh? Specks across their mostly white vision. Yep. Yep. Fancy. And another adaptation is that their eyes turn blue in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, like inside of their eyes to help them process the UV and to better see in that bright, bright so light. So like they see through like a bluish lens. Yes. Wow. Right? It's not like their irises change no, color. No, they, they change color. Oh. Yeah, but like inside, like the background of their eyes. Yeah. It's not like so their like, pupil. And yeah. Their eye. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more just like random fun facts to tell you. Okay. Okay. So Santa's reindeer. This is the, the one I told that you to. That don't exist. Wow. Spoiler alert. Jesus. <laughs> I don't want people out there thinking that we actually think that they do. So Santa's reindeer are most likely a particular subspecies from the Svalbard Islands off of Norway. We know that because um, Clement Seymour's poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, which first introduced the world to Santa's reindeer, describes them as tiny. The only reindeer that could really be considered tiny are the Svalbard subspecies, which weigh about half as much as the average reindeer species and are at least a foot shorter in length. And that definitely proves useful for landing on roofs. So the the reindeer that you see in Christmas movies usually are the much bigger subspecies, so those probably aren't accurate to what Santa's reindeer actually look like. They're actually much smaller. So you're presenting something as a fact yeah. that's definitely someone's opinion based off a literary poem where the guy totally could have just been making up facts because he had no idea that small species of reindeer existed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fact. It's a fun fact. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a fun opinion. <laughs> it's an alternate fact. No. <laughs> uh. oh. Anyhow, yeah. Lots of, lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty excited to see what new research continues to come out about these guys. Um, there's also some efforts to reintroduce caribou into some kind of lower states. Um, Idaho okay. is actively trying to reintroduce a form of caribou that lived in southern Idaho until the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to see if they're able to get that going on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Good luck, Idaho. Yeah. For sure. I'm, uh, I mean, it'd be cool to see more caribou around, but I feel yeah. like I'm pretty neutral in that, you know, if, if nobody's ever like, bring them back to California, I'd, I'd be okay with that. 
Um, I kind of feel like my life is severely lacking in reindeer right now. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm satisfied with looking at pictures of them. Yeah. But now I true. just feel like this episode has left me in a gaping hole of, like, frustration over Christmas reindeer. And I'm so mad. <laughs> so Like, I just, like, just, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh. They just made something up. Yes. Just completely and totally made up. Yeah. Like, reindeer are real. Why couldn't you just name them, like, some kind of other creature right. that, like, it doesn't exist that you could Santa's then create it however you want it to be? Slay is pulled by unicorns. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. And I would definitely much prefer to have a team of unicorns land on my roof. I mean, I think the idea team of was, okay, well, Santa comes from these really t- cold climates. Yeah. He must have a big sleigh and big sled. What could possibly live in those climates and also pull that sled? Oh, reindeer. Huskies. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he lands on the roof and all you hear is, <laughs> Yeah, so for this Christmas, Huskies, Malamute, don't <laughs> leave out carrots for the caribou or, or you know, leave other out small hot dogs carnivorous things. Put out hot dogs for the huskies. <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> Oh my god! It's oh, everything is the best now. We we made it through a whole reindeer episode, and we didn't even talk about Sven once, and I'm pretty. Upset I know about I'm it. really sad about that. I do love Sven. Sven is amazing. See, that's a reindeer. Like, yeah, that's what a reindeer is supposed to reindeer. look like. Mm-hmm. He's a real reindeer man. And you only need the one to pull a sled. Well, that was a pretty small sled. It wasn't carrying the weight of toys it for was children brand new across the entire and had just world. Just been varnished and carried <laughs> ice. Okay. So, and a really big man. Yes. Yeah, very bulky. Yeah. Yeah. Big feet. <laughs> a little sinky. Clunky. <laughs> a little, little clunky. I love him. I love Frozen. Probably too much. Um, we do have to wrap up here because the holiday season, family to spend time with, things to do, so much to get done. Papers to finish grading. Yes, indeed. But we really hope that you enjoyed episode 24. Yay! If you liked us and you want more, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or our website, CritterCastPodcast.com. Yeah, hey, how about take advantage of our little seasonal break? Yeah. Go back and listen to every episode that you 24 missed. 24 episodes or of CritterCast to enjoy. go back and re-listen. Exactly. Yeah. Go back and watch all of our videos. You can find them on our Facebook right? page, our Facebook Facebook is CritterCast. Right. You can find adorable photos, mm-hmm. funny mm. memes on our Instagram, which is at CritterCast Podcast. That's right. Or you can hop on over to Twitter and follow our hilarious feed there, at Cast Critter. Yeah. So there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us. If you'd like to send us something that requires a little bit formality, you're always welcome to send us an email CritterCastPodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You totally don't have to, but you're welcome to. Um, and if you go through all of that and you're just still aching and need to, head on over to Patreon. Find mm-hmm. us. Our page is labeled as just CritterCast. Join us as a Patreon member and get access to extra exclusive content. Oh my God. It's Amazing. all very exciting stuff. It's very exciting, Ruru. Are you ready to sign off, Ruru? Can you say, see you later, alligator? Now say, after a while, crocodile. This is the Grittercast Podcast.